Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What is up? It is your boy Johnny Mags back at you once again for another edition of the All Angels Podcast. I am joined as always with Dan Garcia, and I am back. No, uh, no, Jason Hendricks today, but uh, I appreciate him coming on and, and uh, filling beef, in for me. Beef, beef, but uh, you know he really was hating on my lineup. You know, and uh, fifty-fifty numbers don't lie, there, Jason. Although I thought I was going to get blown out of the water, but. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I know uh, some of my, the emailers uh, agreed with me, so I'm happy about that. Um, I really thought you were going to blow me out. And you were for a while there. Yeah, you, you made know? a late surge. But my like catfish last... profiles yeah, were yeah. the ones that... Uh, Your burner accounts really paid off this time. <laughs> yeah, man. And then I went on social media and asked everyone to vote for me. So, you know, everyone went ahead and did Anyone that. Anyone people that didn't watch baseball, like, right. oh, sure, what the hell? There was, like, an account for, like... Uh, like real estate that voted for me or something. I don't know. But anyway, we're I'm back and it's good to be back. So, you know, although uh, Angels baseball continues to just kind of be mediocre, I guess, at best, right? Yeah. I mean, that's probably the best way of putting it. Average. Yeah. And uh, injuries keep piling up, even though it's not to like key guys. Well, I mean, we'll There's get key to guys here and there. But yeah. well, we'll get into that in a minute here. Uh, but again, I want to thank uh, Jason Hendricks from the Dose Leprechauns podcast for Filling in for me while I was gone, and uh, the curator's here. We're in studio. So the curator's here in the background. He's doing his uh, research for Curator's Chronicles. Ooh. And uh, I know you folks cannot wait to hear this edition of Curator's Chronicles. Chris, did you hear my, uh, when I filled in for you, my Curator's Chronicles? Johnny Johnny Mag's edition, you didn't hear it? No, I did not catch that. Well, it was an actual game that I was there for when Sean Figgins went six for six. And I did uh, Don Sutton's 300th uh, win. Oh, nice. See? We just did the Don Yeah, I heard it. You did the the game after his 300th or something like that, right? So, right on. Cool, man. Well, let's get into it. I mean, although, you know, we don't want to relive uh, too much of what's been going on because, well, again, uh, the Angels have just been, you know, I guess, like I said, the word is mediocre. Um, you can't say that they've they've been any better than that. In the last what month? The yeah. month of June was pretty rough for us. So pretty much, yep. Uh, let's get into it. The podcast was on Friday. You guys recorded before the game started, or right around the game. The same you know, time, the yeah. Same time the game started. Uh, the Angels started the three game set against the Orioles, and they took Game One on Friday, winning seven to one. It was a game where Felix Pena uh, started for the Angels. He actually did a really good job. He pitched five and a thirds, gave up five hits, no runs, a walk, and five strikeouts. Uh, but then again, the bullpen, you had Bedrosian, Robles, and Paredes come in. The offense showed up here with seven runs, 13 hits. But I wrote here on my notes, but it's the Orioles. Yeah, I guess that the best way to get out of a slump is uh, to play the Orioles. So um, you, you look for something like that to break a streak, that, the losing streak they had. So the fact that they were able to get you know, seven to one was was a good sign. But like you said, it's the Orioles. So yeah, you can't take get that, too excited. Yeah. Take that with a grain of salt. I mean, if we can play the Orioles every day, that'd be Awesome. Or if they're in our division, if we could trade yeah. them for the Astros, it'd be awesome. Exactly. Can we do a switch here? We'll figure it out somehow. I'll take the Orioles in our division any day of the week. Um, but, the, yeah, the Angels won 7-1. to one, Offense showed up. 
Uh, the bullpen did pretty good. I mean, Bedrosi and Robles, that, you know, we don't know much about Robles if he's been kind of been put in there. Because to the, because of the injuries, he's there. Paredes, same deal. Only reason he's up here right now is because of the injuries. And actually, that leads to our poll question, and we'll get into that too. Uh, and then so Saturday, the, the series continued, and the Angels won again. And this time they won 6-2 behind Tiger Skaggs. Skaggs only going five innings. One run, one walk, six Ks. We know why he went five innings now, right? Yeah. Um, what what was the injury? Uh, uh, I want to say oblique, oblique or something, or something, yeah. something, something there, something, some not with his arm, which is good. Um, uh, again, another another bullpen type game because Skaggs only went five innings. Ramirez came in, Alvarez came in, Anderson came in, Parker came in. Um, you know, Angels scored six runs on seven hits. I mean, you, you're supposed to beat the Orioles. I mean, right. I don't know how excited you can get for a win against the Orioles. I mean, you'll take it because we've been, you know, losing more than we've been winning. And, of course, you're supposed to win these games, and these are games you're supposed to win. So, I don't know if I'm overly excited with the victory, but at least we didn't lose. I guess that's how I look at it. Right. You know, anytime we don't lose a game right now and fall, you know, further down under the 500 mark, it's better. So, you know. With that win, they took the series. They already took the series. But Sunday, the Angels, yeah, they didn't look too good. Um, they lost 8-2. to two. It was a spot start by Deck McGuire. Uh, Deck's a guy that we just recently yeah, picked up. I mean, it's like one of those things where – and it's funny because there was a post, I think, on um, on the Halo Haven site where talk, they brought up the Trumbo because he had, he had a big day. He had two home oh, runs yeah, that game. Oh, yeah, come on. I'm like, okay, congratulations. He hit off a triple-A pitch. I mean, at this point – um, I think people are just finding reasons to bitch and complain, but it's almost you have to look at what is out there as far as quality of pitchers. I mean, um, when you have a guy like that that's out there, no offense to him, but he's not at the caliber probably where you would expect a great start. I mean, maybe time here, time there, but consistent start is not what McGuire's you know no. up here for. It's more to kind of let's just eat innings. And, yeah, and, you you from a guy like Dick McGuire, and, and this is just my personal opinion. I don't know. I expect – let's see if he gives us three innings. Right. And he did. He gave us three and a third, five hits, two walks, four, four Ks. The only problem is I think the Orioles uh, – uh, what's his name? Gosman uh, pitched a hell of a game. Yeah. <laughs> he went uh, eight innings, six hits, two runs, two Ks. Angels only scored two runs and six hits in the game. I mean, um, the offense just did not show up on Sunday. Right. Well, again, another thing that has been plagued the Angels is the inconsistency of the offense all year long. Right. So uh, that was on Sunday. They had an off day on Monday, much needed. We didn't lose. <laughs> and so we are uh, headed up to Min- uh, Minnesota, headed to Seattle for a three-game set. And on Tuesday, the Angels dropped the opener, 4-1. to one. Heaney pitched okay, I thought. He pitched seven innings, gave up five hits, three earned runs, two walks. He struck out ten. Right. It, it was that what was it, the second inning that he really kind of struggled. But yeah. then, too, there was a play where he threw what looked like a slider, and Maldonado wasn't able to get in front yeah, of it. Bind. So it was a strikeout, but he advanced. And then not only did he advance, got on base, then I believe there was people on base. They all, you know, they all advanced also. So, you know, it's one of those things where if he just simply just blocks that ball – and throws him out after the strikeout, that inning could be totally different. And now you're looking at, a, instead of a, a four-to-one game, you're looking close, maybe at a one-to-one game, one-to-two game, something that's yeah. still manageable for the Angels um, going into the later innings. Yeah, change the complexion of that inning and the game, and it's kind of deal where something like that, an error or something like that kind of advances right. the inning, and it kind of just goes downhill from there. But uh, the, the, the deal here, again, it's the offense. Uh, LeBlanc for the Mariners, who's been kind of like, a, uh, a, I don't want to say like a Cinderella story, but he kind of yeah, came out no, of nowhere. He and has. I mean, it, it, I think it would be safe to say what LeBlanc is doing now is pretty much the same thing Shoemaker did. Yeah. Um, a 2014. Few, yeah, exactly, where let's put him out there. Let's see how he does. Oh, wow, he's doing good. Okay, keep, kind of keep him out there. And then he just keeps on surprising you, keeps on surprising you. Yeah. He's having a career year, which um, for Seattle, a lot of these pitchers, you know, are are doing that. I mean, we all, we always knew about Paxson. Paxson was the guy, but you have people like yeah. LeBlanc. Um, Felix isn't the same Felix he was, you know, a handful of years ago, but he's still, you know, he can contribute. But it's just also Segura and, and D Gordon and these guys that are also on their offense is just um, really performing out of their mind right now. And that's what's really driving them to the record that they have right now. Yeah, LeBlanc pitched seven innings, three hits, one run, and just pretty much shut the Angels down. One run on four hits the whole game for the Angels. So, 
And they probably got the best closer in baseball right now. Yeah. And and before we get into the next game, did you see the Mariners turn ahead the clock uniform? I saw it. What was it, like last week? Um, yeah, that was interesting. It's a flashback to, like, I think it was 1999 in Major League then. Baseball. They had, had it, it then. Yeah, now they're doing, they did it again. Yeah, for... and the Angels did one. Um, I have the red Angels periwinkle. It's not periwinkle because it's all red. Had it ever been a periwinkle color, I wouldn't have bought it. But I have the <laughs> red turn ahead the clock uh, jersey. And I guess there's a navy blue one that they actually use. That one's the one they use in the game. The red one they never use in the game. But the navy blue one is actually harder to find. I think I've seen it online, and it was like, I don't know, r- ridiculous, like 300 bucks or something. And I'm not paying $300 for a jersey unless I have the money on me. It's just, it was just kind of funny because not only were their jerseys different, like their batting helmets were different, their hats mm-hmm. were different. Uh, you got sleeveless, you yeah. know, uh, uh, jersey untucked. It just it was. It was weird. It was it was. It was D a, Gordon looked weird. D Gordon looks like he's so skinny. Yeah, <laughs> it's unbelievable. It yeah. did totally like a softball league, a little beer league uh, action with those uniforms. Um, but it was. I mean, it's cool. I like when teams are, uh, try something new. Yeah, you know, I would like the Angels to every Friday wear their a, a know, throwback, the throwback, you know, nineteen eighties halo. Uniform, or just or doesn't necessarily have not to the be periwinkle. It doesn't have to even be like a certain. But if every other home Friday you wore a different throwback, yeah, you know, what I mean, it doesn't have to be. It could be like the one week could be the nineties, and then a couple of days, a couple of weeks later, it can be the seventies, and then yeah, you can go all the way back to you know the the Los Angeles Angels, you know, next month, the month after. So something like that would be really cool. And I think it gives people too. I mean, if you want to talk about business aspect. People start seeing that on the field, and they'll be like, and buy the jerseys. They'll go out there and start buying it because a lot of people don't know what it looks like. And if you guys remember a few years back when they actually were in Seattle, how they throw rock those PCL Los Angeles Angels, Los Los Angeles Angels PCL PCL with the LA and that um, more royal blue, and then the Mariners wore that Seattle Rainiers. Yeah, Uh, weird thing at that garage sale that they had a few years back, I found a Rainiers game used jersey so it got caught up in the laundry somehow up in Ah, seattle but it was uh the coach eric wedges uh, he was the manager at the time it was his jersey how much was that huh how much was it oh in the bundle i got it for 50 then i I dropped it i sold it on ebay like buy it now for like i don't know like 190 but then i turned that cash back into angels funds so but yeah I, i like those uh you know the turn back the clock jerseys or the concept jerseys or maybe even have like a fan create like a jersey like a concept jersey and let them wear it how about that i don't know i don't know how i feel about that one i don't know because no angel fans no angel, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 i don't want to john go john, with that one. john would be like oh all they're gonna do is bring the periwinkle back yeah they probably will uh, yeah uh, oh that's scary but um uh, yeah but you know teams like um baltimore they every friday they wear their orange Mm-hmm. The orange tops. Uh, Pittsburgh wears their yellow and black on I like those black Saturdays. Pants. Yeah. Those black pants are cool. So the Angels should go back to those 80s style, 90s style uniforms once every, you know, every Saturday or something. Oh, yeah. But, even, uh, even if they just do it once a month. Too, yeah. I mean, that, to me, that's cool. That'd be freaking awesome. But, you know, we're, we're boring like that. Yeah, red jersey every <laughs> game. We'll use the alternate jersey. I was going to keep track of that, and I totally forgot about it at the beginning of, at the beginning of the season. Be like, okay, red jersey, how many days are red jersey? Yeah. And then how many days are their actual because grays and whites? Honestly, their whites probably get used less than anything. I mean, it's I mostly so red all the time. You I know? think And so, yeah. I think their decision is made by the starting pitcher that day. So Is it? Okay. And I know Garrett Richards always wears a red. Maybe he needs to change that up, buddy. Yeah. Because, you know, hashtag, you know, you know our hashtag. All right. Oh. Moving on to yesterday, the 4th of July. Speaking uh, of Richards. Yeah. Garrett Richards uh, made his first start since coming off the DL. Uh, five innings pitch, four hits, two earned runs, a walk, and eight strikeouts. Because um, another bullpen game, I guess. You know, Richards, you know, coming off the DL, they wanted to make sure he was on a pitch count. So he only went five. This was a, a pretty close game. Calhoun had a home run. Pujols dropped to fifth in the lineup. Otani came back, something I didn't mention in yeah. the first game. Otani's back in the lineup, but Otani came back and had two hits. Um, After going over on the Tuesday when he first came back, yeah, and you know that was to be expected. I think people were kind of over. I had friends saying, "Oh, Tony, he looked horrible." I'm like, "Dude, he was on the DL and he just they threw him into a game, and it didn't, and it didn't put him in any kind of rehab assignment no. at all. It was just all Go. Um, batting cage and simulated games, but nothing to where you're actually seeing live pitching at a good you know level. Got thrown in there, so, but anyway, the Angels won seven to four. 
Um, Calhoun seems to be kind of picking it up, changes batting stance. Yeah, you know, I mean, if you watch the games before and after he went on the DL, you you should be able to notice his, his batting stance. His hands are a little out more. He's Big time. He's a little like more crouched. A little crouched down. But, I mean, he's been back for 15 games now. Again, we're recording this before the, the um, Thursday night game. So, um, But, yeah, he's been back for 15 games. He's batting three oh six with four home runs and eight RBIs. I mean, that's, what, four times the home runs he had before he went on the DL. So, um if they can get that guy going and he can be a solid contributor, that will only help uh, the offense that has been struggling. But um, when he comes back and, and he's batting over 300 and now they're kind of experimenting with him going back up towards the leadoff spot, I think that can help because um, he's a leadoff guy with power. And now the Simmons in the two hole, these guys can get on base for, for Trout. And then, yeah, pools drop to fifth. I think that's something that should be done and probably should have been done earlier. But yeah, um, you know, it's one of those things where a, a legend starts fading, and that's the hardest thing to try to figure out how to manage that when when uh, when someone like that with that kind of resume starts fading and he can't produce the way he used to. It should it should have happened a while ago, and it was something that we all kind of almost didn't even think could happen. You know, I don't see Pujols being because I've mentioned it before. I think everyone's kind of dropped hints on on social media. How, you need to drop into the five hole. You need to drop into the seventh hole, and we're like, that's never going to happen. And it, to see it actually happen. I don't know, you know, uh, Albert's the kind of guy, I think he's got a big ego, and I maybe he had to put put it aside and what's best for the team. I don't know. Um, but the Angels won yesterday, bringing their record to one game above five hundred. Um, you know, they beat the Mariners. So if they win today, we took two out of three from the Mariners. And, and that helps. Momentum shifting, you know, our way. Um, I don't know. Uh, it's just kind of weird, though. I mean, looking at this season compared to last season, I mean, if you look at the standings, uh, the wild card standings. The the um, Twins took the wild card with eighty five wins, but now you're looking at a possibility of two hundred win teams in the wild card between Seattle and the you know whoever doesn't win Boston and and New York. But to me, that's crazy to think that you can go from eighty five wins to get you in that last spot to now you might need to win ninety five to ninety seven to even have a chance to get in that second wild card spot. Yeah, and coming into the season, we kind of expected that, thinking like you know after the Yankees got. You know Stanton, and mm-hmm. you saw the moves that they made, and you they were young how, last year. Yeah. So all those guys are maturing or getting better. And you already knew how good the the Red Sox were coming in. Right. You're like, well, one of those teams is going to be take in the wild it. card. Yeah, I mean, let's face it. You know, in the East, the Yankees, Red Sox at the top of that division are it's ridiculous. And then you look at the West. You know, we already have the defending world champions in our division. Um, and by so, the way, they got Garrett Cole in the offseason, so exactly. it wasn't like they... So they didn't change anything. They just got better. Yeah. And then you have a team in the Mariners who kind of came out of nowhere. And it, it, it's kind of like with what the Twins were last year. No one mm-hmm. expected the Twins because the year before that, they were around 100 losses. So when they popped out, no one expected that. And it's kind of the same thing with here with uh, Seattle's. No one expected it. Everyone just thought it was going to be a race between you know the Angels, the Twins again, and, and stuff like that. So um, it's kind of interesting to see how random... Uh, teams kind of pop up from year to year and having like a career year almost. Yeah. So, you know, we went in the week. I didn't, let's see, two, two, uh, three and two from pod, from Friday to today. today. And, uh, hey, that's a, one game above 500. The Angels are two games above 500 right now. I mean, all last year we were chasing 500. We were chasing just <laughs> to get to 500. I think what what's telling right now or what's kind of making us you know, really think about, man, they're playing horrible is the fact that we started off so good. Had they have not started off right. so hot, we'd just be like, well, they're, they're a mediocre team or, or they're kind of right there. They're the same team as they were last year. Our 13-3 and three start definitely helped us this year because other than if, if we had started any less than that, we'd probably be either under 500 or just struggling to stay at 500. And it, and it doesn't help, too, that Oakland's just jumped, leaped over the Angels also. I mean, that's another team where you – you knew they weren't slouches, and they were. You knew their offense was really good. Their offense is really yeah, good. but can mash. But it's just like dang it, and then even the Rangers can beat any team on any given day. Let's be honest, and even though they're not playing great, uh, they're a team that when you look at that lineup, you're like, man, that, that Rangers team is pretty scary, you know. So right. it's a decent division. We're in a tough division. So that wraps up the weekend review. Let's talk about it. Skaggs on the DL, ten day DL. Another guy. You know, they hits the DL. Luckily, it's nothing with his arm. But he's going to miss a start here and there. 
do the Angels go? Are the Angels going with another Jack McGuire start? Are they gonna? They're already using Felix Pena. Right. Um, I think that's the route they're going. They're gonna have to go with a guy like Jack McGuire going in there and hopefully getting you three to four innings and then make it a bullpen game. Yeah, I think you're right. I think they're hoping now with Otani back that the offense can pick up and kind of carry them a little bit better than they have been. Um, you know, if Cole, like I said, if Cole can pick it up, if Otani can get back to close to where he was before the injury, um, then you have those two, pretty much two extra bats. So, um, but yeah, so if you can get those guys, then the offense should be able to help and should be able to um, produce better than they have been in the past. So I think, you know, off uh, uh, pitching wise, it's going to be kind of, uh, you know, besides maybe when Haney's out there or, or uh, Richards, but everything else besides that kind of at this point, it's going to be kind of, you know, hit or miss. And so we'll also have to see how uh, Tropiano's having a rehab start Saturday at Inland Empire 66 or so. Hopefully that's going to be going well. I think he's going to be on a 60-pitch uh, limit. So, again, if he can get back, that's only going to help. So, I don't know. Maybe he's going to do one rehab and then put him back in, kind of like what they did with Richards. Yeah, Trope is a guy who, you know, I think was pitching pretty good before he got injured. And getting him back is, you know, he's one of those guys that we've always kind of waited for. Right. But when Trope gets back, you know, he's going to be a, a key contributor to the lineup and, you know um, – a guy that we desperately need in that rotation. Uh, but as if a guy, if guys keep getting hurt, the angels, the depth, we're already using the depth. We're already at, we already use Berea, you know, we use lamb and lambs. Another guy who hit the DL lambs is a little more serious. He's Tommy uh, John, taking yeah. Tommy John. Um, but then again, you know, I mean, Oh, it's just, I think we had a few emails this week talking about the, um, the disabled list and right. guys getting injured and, how frustrating it is and it is it uh it's a frustrating thing to see when who's next you know and uh you know that's going to lead us into our poll question too but we'll get into that in a little bit but and i guess too looking at the schedule i mean it helps that the angels are going to have next monday off the ninth and then the week after that is your all-star break so i guess theoretically if skaggs isn't as serious as some people are saying it's not that bad um he can come back after the All Star after the All Star break. Same thing with with Tropiano. Then if you can get those two guys back after the All Star break, then you have a good four man space right there with Tropiano, Richards, Skaggs, and Haney, and then Brea can Brea can be that uh, the fifth guy. Yeah. So I mean, they're close. You know, you kind of hold your breath a little bit with Skaggs, but if he's not as bad as people think, um, everyone's kind of working their way back. So once they do, then it'll be interesting to see what the Angels do as far, not only as just competing, but also coming to the trade deadline, what will happen. Yeah, I think it all depends on how far back we are and the team, what the teams ahead of us are doing. You know, yeah, and, how they're I mean, doing. and it's not going to be any easier because, I mean, like they have Seattle tonight. They have L.A. for three, which is L.A. is, you know, doing a lot better than they were at the beginning of the year. Then, they, then Seattle's coming here, and then they got L.A. again. Yeah, and that's then that's tough. that's before the All Star break, so it's not going to get it's not going to be any easier um, after today. I mean, you start playing, you know, top teams, you know, division winners or division um, wild card leaders in the, each division. So um, Angels have to show up and, and at least try to get some wins off of these next handful of series. You're gonna have to. You got to stay above 500. Uh, you want to stay at, but above would definitely be you know, only in your favor. All right, so we're going to have a word from our sponsors, a quick little break. And on the other side of the break, we're going to get into our poll question, everyone's favorite Curator's Chronicles, and then we'll answer your email question. So uh, hang tight. We'll be right back. Hey, what's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did and check out www.groomgoon.com. Groom Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it. 
This is Hook Vicious. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. This is Brandon Marsh, the Los Angeles Angels and 66ers Baseball, and you're listening to All Angels Podcast. And we are back, so thank you to our sponsors for, you know, everything they do for us, you know, without them. You know, we wouldn't have the, equip- the equipment that we have, so <clears throat> the support, so that's awesome. Thank you to Groom Goon, uh, www.epicradiotv.com. All right, so do you want to get into the poll question, Daniel? Yeah, you want we to can do that real quick. the yeah. folks with the poll question. Yeah, so for people that don't know, um, I, I'll post a poll question every Monday morning on our Twitter account at Halo underscore Haven. Um, and it could be about, you know, what's going on. Um, like the week before, we talked about our all-2000s team, so there could be something like that. Um, but, you know, just kind of get people's feedback on it, and it, and it runs from Monday till um whenever the podcast is going to be recorded. So like today it, it ran until about Thursday afternoon, but this week's podcast um, question was simple with all the, with all the injuries um, the angels are sustaining right now. Who do you think is hurting? The, who is hurting the angels uh, the most, not having them, not having them out there. So um, your choices were uh, Cozart, Middleton, Tropiano and Shoemaker and kind of, I guess I kind of expected it, but uh, Middleton was at sixty-five percent. He was far and away, hands down, the the winner, and the shoemaker was second with twenty-two percent. Yeah, I, I went with Keenan because at the time of his injury, he was our closer. He was right. coming in and closing games and being pretty damn effective. And aside from being effective and being our closer, to me, he was a he was a kind of guy who wanted the ball in those situations. Mm-hmm. Like he was the high intensity, high Fiery. energy. Yep. Put me in there. I'm gonna just blow it by him, and I think that's what the Angels' bullpen is missing. They don't have that guy, and that guy was Keenan Middleton. And so, unfortunately, you know where he's down for the year. He'll be probably be back. Maybe not even next year, right? Maybe I mean, middle next year, yeah. late next year. It's gonna depend too, I think, on what the Angels are and if they yeah. want to rush him back or anything. Like that I guess the good thing about it is when it did happen, it did happen fairly early in the season. So. I guess it would have been really bad if it happened, say, in August or yeah. August or September, and then he would have missed the rest of that season and then all of next season easily right. and then probably even into the season after that. So, um, yeah, I, I picked the same way. I picked uh, Middleton just because of the fact, like you said, he was the closer. The lack of other guys stepping up to be that, that closer spot has really hurt the Angels in, in, in games. So you would think with him being in there, you might have another three or four games on your record, Ws on your record. So, um that hurts. Missing Cozart, I, I I think it'll hurt. I don't think it's going to hurt nah. a, uh, too bad. Um, I mean, he wasn't really doing Right. Uh, and then, you know, and I put Tropion on Shoemaker. And by the way, Twitter only gives me four options, so that's why I didn't put Otani. Plus, he was coming back, so people calm the fuck down. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, Shoemaker came in second. I can understand that because the Angels desperately need pitching. So um, that was something – I was thinking about two, but Middleton by far, I think, was the uh, right decision on that one. Absolutely. I agree 100%. Keenan ran away with it. 60-whatever percent. Pretty lopsided win. All right, so this is going to bring us to uh, everyone's favorite segment of the show. And before we hand or before the curator takes over, I want to say that Curator's Chronicles is brought to you by the Alley Cat SoCal, where you can check out all their products at www com. It's the original mom and pops rockabilly shop. Again, catch them on Instagram at TheAlleyCatSoCal for all your, you know, uh, their uh, line of clothing. They have a slick cat pomade. Check them out. Great guys. Bobby's a cool dude. Known him for a while now. Awesome guy. Um, but other than that, man, it, it's time for the Curator's Chronicles. Curator, take it away. Good evening. This is the Curator here with another edition of the Curator's Chronicles. Uh, this uh, year, actually, is actually this day in Angels Baseball is July 4th. We'll do it for the holiday we just celebrated yesterday. But July 4th in the great year of 1979, the Yes We Can season. Uh, the first time the Angels make the postseason in the franchise history. So it took them about 19, 19. years to get there. Um, so it was a very celebrated season in Angels baseball lore. I was negative three years old. 
<laughs> so uh, all this information again comes from the author John Snyder out of his uh, his book called Angels Journal. Uh, so this day or July fourth, nineteen seventy nine, for the second time in four days, the Angels scored ten runs in an inning. Wow. This time in the eighth during a 17-6 triumph over the Athletics at Anaheim Stadium. The seventh, eighth, and ninth runs scored on three consecutive bases loaded walks by Craig, Man- Craig Minetto to Jim Anderson, Bobby Gritch, and Carney Lansford. Lansford finished the day with four runs scored and four hits, including a double. Don Baylor homered for the fourth game in a row. Don Baylor would end up winning the AL, AL MVP that year. Groove. With a batting average of 296, 36 big flies, 120 runs, um, 333 total bases, and 139 RBIs. A mammoth season, a well-deserved AL MVP for uh, Don Baylor. So, uh, very uh, notable day. I wish we have some of those 10-run uh, innings. Uh, well, if we can capture that magic. Then we, uh, have you, do you remember when uh, they scored 10 runs in a game and you got to take your ticket to Hooters and yes. get some free wings? Yeah, get t- 10 free wings. Yeah. Yeah, I went. Except, except for when you asked for ranch dressing, they would say, hey, do you want some ranch dressing? And then you'd say, yeah, of course. And then you look at your bill at the end. It was three ninety nine per ranch packet. Right. And that's where they get you. But yeah. I, went, I went to a game where they scored 10 runs in a game, and it, uh, it was me, my brother, and my cousin, and uh, my, uh, my cousin's son. So there was four of us. So we had 40 wings. We were great. Wow. We ordered water. We were broke. <laughs> but, yeah, the Angels scoring 10 runs, you know, pay dividends for us. Uh, just a side note, I uh, saw Bobby Gritch's name in there. Bobby Gritch, have you ever had the opportunity to meet him, like, at a cool signing around the, yeah, around the ballpark? Very cool guy. Um, we gave him a T-shirt at a <laughs> signing at the 66ers baseball game, uh, Halo Haven one. It was, he remarked it was a little bit too big for him. Uh, fast forward to, I think it was this Couple year, where somebody said they found a Halo Haven shirt at in a Goodwill, Goodwill off State College. Hmm. It was a 2XL. We only gave out, like, maybe, I think, one 2XL, and most people are, like, extra large and stuff. So it had to have been Bobby Gritch dropped it off at Goodwill. <laughs> we forgive him for that. Um, it didn't fit, and, you know. But hey, at least he gave it out story. and didn't use it. To and like then I think a follower actually went out to State College <laughs> to the Goodwill and, and, and brought it. it back. And so that's that's when you know you made it is when uh, your stuff's at Goodwill. Awesome. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, that was another edition of the Curator's Chronicles for this week. Standing ovation. Everyone's favorite segment, I swear, man. Chris puts it down on that. No, people love it, man. Don't be humble. You're all right. People love it. People love it. All right, let's get into the email questions for this week. I mean, it was kind of like a short week. Um, The Angels uh, had an off day on Monday. Uh, We recorded the podcast late in the week. Um, Not much happening other than like. You know, just us being mediocre, you know, really <laughs> what it is. Otani coming back, I mean, but nothing. I mean, he's only two games in, and then he's not even playing tonight against the lefty. So um, there's still time to see what's that's, how that's going to develop over over the next couple of weeks before, uh, before and after the All-Star break. Yeah, that's something that, you know, the Angels decided to, you know, and they've, they've actually caught a little bit of heat regarding, you know, bringing him back as a hitter because, you know, people were saying, well, what if he injures himself? Why not just have the surgery if he's going to need it anyway? Right. Do it now. Um, but I think the Angels – you think the Angels were kind of like – I guess I don't want to say forced to play that hand where let's just have him as a hitter more than anything considering how you know kind of uh, up and down the offense has been. Do you think it's something that they needed to do or is it just something that you feel like they were rushed into doing? I kind of feel like they were rushed. I feel like if the season was going a lot better, they would have took their time and maybe got that surgery. But – the fact that they feel they're still kind of in it, even though they're, I think, 11 games out of the wild card, um, I think they rushed a little bit. But um, the Angels are going to be on Sunday Night Baseball this week against the Dodgers, and um, Buster Only, the ESPN writer, put a kind of Angels-themed question on, on his Twitter, like poll question, and I just thought it was kind of interesting to see how people were voting because there's like almost 3,000 votes, but... Um, you know, as uh, Shohei Otani moves forward in his career, what uh, should he do? 
continue as a two-way player, position player, DH only, or pitcher only? And 62% said continue as a two-way player. I think he's more valuable as a, as a pitcher. pitcher. I, that's everywhere you're seeing, too, is that he's more valuable as a pitcher. Because of what he's able to do, uh, he throws like 100. He has right. a killer slider. And when he's on, we've seen it. It's hard to hit. And and you got to think about this, guys. Like, when he's on, he's on. And if he were just focused on pitching, can you imagine how great he'd be? With not worrying about taking batting practice or or taking doing this or, or worrying about your batting. And you just focus like a regular, everyday and pitcher, think, how good he would be. I think he could do the two-way thing now. But when he gets older, like 29, 30, 31, he's – think they're going to have to make him make a decision one way or the other. And I think it will be probably towards the pitching side. Of and it. it doesn't mean that he can't, you know, come in and pinch hit when you need him to either. Right. I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean he, you know, he's completely done with hitting, period. But those are options that they're going to have to deal with further down the line. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. First, before we get into all the email questions, I want to give a quick shout out uh, to Scott Dickin. He was a winner of our um, Joe, Adele. Joe Adele autographed picture it was a photo that we took uh of joe running to his position from the inside of sixers dugout he signed it for us i went ahead and threw in some buttons that uh chris the curator johnson made uh recently i threw in some of the podcast stickers and halo haven stickers in there for him and uh he was more than uh excited to get it and we appreciate you listening to the show and also want to give a shout out to uh Alex Hardy, who is a follower of uh, Halo Haven on Instagram, he won our Instagram giveaway of the Tim Salmon autograph uh, baseball card. Uh, Alex received the baseball card. Again, same thing as Scott. Uh, some buttons, some stickers, and, uh, you know, we really appreciate you guys following us on, on Instagram and, and following the podcast, you know, on whether it be Google Play or um, uh, Apple iTunes. So, Anyway, our first uh, email question comes from Duncan Healy, our friend from Dead Horse, Alaska. He said, hey there, guys. Good show. Cool to hear, Jason. Seems like the injury bug just continues to bite us in the butt, huh? Uh, headed into this weekend set against the Dodgers, it looks like I might not want to check on the highlights, especially with the Dodgers being as hot as they are. Keep up the awesome work, guys. What do you guys think about this series against the Dodgers? We all know how that heated rivalry between the fans really is, not so yeah. much the teams. But you know how Dodger fans and I, Angel fans can be. So what do you I think? guess the good thing is that they're going to miss Kershaw um, pitching this weekend. So right. I mean, there's a plus there. Um, kind of like what we were saying about the injury bug. We they did end up getting Marte off the DL today. He's starting today at second at first base and letting Pujols DH. Um, so like I said, they're getting guys back now. Let's see how quick they can get back into the flow of Major League Baseball and and be productive. But um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how the Angels Dodgers. Um, weekend series goes. I'm not too. I'm not gonna say I'm not too, but I'm not more invested than any other. Like theoretically, I'd probably be more invested in the Seattle series, right. more, it, more so than the Dodgers series. Is, but it should be. But um, it's always interesting to see how you know people get dumb on online and start <laughs> saying stuff. So that's that's always good for a good chuckle here and there. Yeah, it's. Um, I understand the what 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 uh, Duncan is saying about going online and, and seeing all the because I have a lot of Dodger fans. Dodger fans will say, "Look how many championships we won." Yeah. And then Angel fans will say, "Yeah, but the last time you had a championship, you had to watch it on VHS or yeah. something like that." So yeah. there's always the kind of um, the same ones over and over again every year. Absolutely, it's the same comebacks. Everything. Yeah. I'm a Lakers fan, so I use that excuse a lot too. The 16 World Championships. So you know, but but I get it. I understand what he's saying. I mean, you went to my house when I had a get together and you saw how many Dodger fans, friends and family. Yeah. I thought I walked into the wrong house for a second. So it's kind of that deal where I go on my, on my Instagram or my Facebook and they're just bombarding me with like, Oh, the angels, this angels, that, where are you guys at now? I mean, I've already been hit a few times already this week about, Oh, well, you know, fast forward now and who's the better team. I think the Dodgers are like 10 games over 500 right now. So, and we're one game over. <laughs> so, anyway. Anyway. Duncan, thank you for sending an email, as always. Now, this next one comes from uh, Mike Vigil. He said, what's up, guys? One game over the 500 mark. Well, at least we're not under. Yeah, I mean, there you go. A, you know, he, yeah, uh, that's a bright spot, I guess. He said, what's up with Jason crapping on John's team? Boom, beef. Dang, what up, Mike? <laughs> You're the homie. He said, I liked it. I get the Orlando Cabrera at shortstop. And the Sean Figgins at third. I see what you were doing with your lineup, John. See? Great minds think alike, Mike. Beef. Beef. Um, beef. Not, another guy who says, not looking 
forward to the freeway series. What about you guys? I mean, we pretty much answered it. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I've never really been. It just is not that important of a series to me. No. Other than, oh God, I have to hear. Uh, it yeah, but say unless you have like, you have coworkers yeah. or in your case family members that will talk back and forth. Like with me, most of my my family members are all Angel fans, so it doesn't really matter. Lucky. Yeah, we have that like one maybe that's a Dodger fan that will say something every once in a while. But um, you know, unless it's you have some money on it for buddy at work or something. Like that, I mean, it's not yeah, really anything different than any other series. I always have said that our biggest rival rival is the Boston Red Sox. Um, I don't even take, I don't even take inner division. Yeah. Cause I mean, those are the teams you see yeah. more than any, I mean, you'll see Oakland or Oakland, you'll, see Boston, you'll, see, you'll see Boston in New York like twice a year. And that's right. it. But I don't see the Yankees at all as a rival yeah. to us. Red Sox. I do because every time we played them in the playoffs, they beat us. I right. mean, so that's a given playoff rival. They, yeah. other than 2009, they've almost just had our number, you know, in the playoffs. So those, right. those are games that matter. We've played the Yankees, I think, what, how many times have we played them in the playoff series? And we be, and they beat us once, and that was to get to the World Series in 2009, I think it was. Yeah. So, you know, we've had their number. You know, we've had the Yankees' number, and we've always beat them. And the Yankees are the Yankees, whatever it is, what it is. But, yeah, I'm more, to me, I look more forward to the Mariners, the A's. Ranger. The Red Sox are the Rangers. Um, even now, Houston. Now, yeah, but say now, Houston. That Houston has a really good team that you always look forward to that because you always kind of want to measure yourself up against a, a good yeah. team and see where the Angels are in that. Yeah, in that and we see them strong. like sixteen times. That's what I'm a year. saying. Though you see them all the time, yeah. so that, to me, that makes it a little more of a rivalry. Yeah, four times in a year with the Dodgers that aren't even in the same league doesn't really yeah. matter, and they don't really play teams that are that they're going to help us or, you know, make or break uh, our season. Right. It doesn't really matter. Uh, Lamar Washington. What's up, Lamar? He said, what's good, boys? Man, am I the only dude that is completely done with this team and the injuries? Like, yo, what the hell is happening? Is this normal? Or does it or does it seem like it happens more to us? Or is it just because we follow the team so closely that we are super aware of all the injuries? That's an actual good point. I think it's just mostly because we follow it right? day That's in and day point. out. That's because a really I, good point. Because I can't I, – I know the Mets got to a great start and they got decimated by injuries and now they're like really far down there. Same thing with the Nationals. I know they got decimated by injuries. I mean their best pitch or second best pitcher, Strasburg, isn't even pitching right now. So I think it is a thing where because we're here located in SoCal and the, the angel news is so easy for us to pick up and, and be like, oh, you know, so-and-so's hurt or oh, so-and-so's hurt. Um, I think it is just seems like it's more to us. But two, you look at who's hurt. Um, you know, there's, there are don't get me wrong. There's like a ton of guys hurt, but how many of them are actual um, key contributors? Like, yeah, you have a Cozart and then a Middleton, but everyone else gags now. But Shoemaker, okay, Young, okay, he was going to be the fourth outfielder anyway, mm-hmm. so he's not a big deal. Um, Jake Jewell, I mean, it sucks how it happened, but he wasn't going to he wasn't going to be a contributor. Um, John Lamb, you weren't expecting anything out of him. So it looks like we have a lot, but when you look at it, it only seems like we have maybe like three or four key contributor types that are actually on the DL. Yeah, it's a really good point you bring up, Lamar, and I agree with you where it's – it is. We, we uh, If you're listening to our podcast, that means you're you're pretty invested in the Angels team, right? right? So when you get a tweet saying that so-and-so is yeah, on the DL, like, that sticks in your head more so than if you get another message saying yeah. – uh, Padre guy is on the deal, right? So yeah, I think the fact that we're so invested in the team, and we're we're the type of fans that we're looking on our phones and oh here we go again, here we go again. I think it just beats into our head. We get a notification in our phone like oh crap, I don't want to look at it. Yeah. Um. So you know now I'm I've always been the guy, and I know Dan, you're the you're the you're this guy, you're the guy with the notifications on your phone. Yep. I I'm not that guy anymore because. I just don't want. I just don't want I, to get I, hurt I, anymore. I get notifications just because now, more so like also during the games if I'm not around a TV yeah, or a, something like yeah. that. But I like knowing who's gonna, who's gonna, who's what's going on. Like the Tropiano news came out earlier today on my way home yeah. from work. I'm like, okay, cool. Now I know what I'm doing. Yeah, Saturday that's cool. Night. That's cool. So stuff like that, I like knowing. Um, it would have been awesome to see um, Richards at, at Illinois Empire, but they're at the Quake, so we weren't able to. Yeah, Marte get, too. Yeah, Marte too, but. Um, so stuff like that is awesome. I, yeah. I, I, technology is awesome. Well, I, I recently re-downloaded my ESPN app because the Lakers signed LeBron James. Oh, now and, he's super invested. And so and so, I want to know what the heck is – who else the Lakers are signing and who's going to come to L.A. and all that. I mean – Rondo. Uh, yeah, Rondo's here. 
I don't know. Lance Stevens, what's Lance up? Lance Stevenson. Um, I want uh, JaVale McGee is here. Um, Kawhi Leonard, don't give up the farm to, for Kawhi. I say you wait till next year. He's a free agent. Welcome to the All Lakers podcast. Yeah, man. really. That's um, our next one. <laughs> but, um, no, so I recently re-downloaded the ESPN app, so now I'm getting these notifications. So and now I'm kind of like, you know, oh, did the Lakers sign somebody? And then I get, oh, Titus Skaggs based on the 10-day deal. No! Son of a... So, you know, it's kind of the, you know, you, mm, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Should I pick up the phone? Should I look at it? No? Yes? I don't know. So, um, yeah, so that's it for the email questions for today. Um for this week, you can email us anytime at allangelspodcast at gmail.com. Any questions, comments, concerns, you want to sponsor the show, hit us up on allangelspodcast at gmail.com. We can, get, we can let you know what we can do for you, what you can do for us. Um, quickly, before we wrap the show up, you were mentioning Nick Tropiano making a rehab start at Inland Empire 66. Yes. Right? So yes. that's going to happen tomorrow. No, uh, Saturday. 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 Um, if you guys – I mean, you guys – are listening to the podcast know the relationship we have with the Inland Empire 66ers. So I would strongly suggest that you make your way down to the Inland Empire 66ers, Sam Manuel Stadium, Class A, high Class A, advanced A affiliate of the Angels. They have Joe Adele, the top star, top prospect in the Angels farm system, Jemai Jones, Brandon Marsh, our recent interview with uh, Jordan Zimmerman, who was actually Cal League Player of the Week. Yes. So congratulations to our buddy Jordan Zimmerman, Cal League Player of the Week. But Make your way out there, man. Saturday is Sandlot night. So they're going to be playing the movie, right? Is that what they're doing? After, After the, game, the game, yeah. they'll be playing the movie. But they're going to have a lot of cool stuff going on. The curator in Halo Haven is contributing some awesome uh, Sandlot gear for giveaways. We don't, we're not sure what the Sixers are going to do as far as how they're going to give them out. But we'll leave that to the professionals. It's Sandlot. Who doesn't like the Sandlot? So... Go watch the Sandlot. Go watch Angels number one prospect Joe Dow, Jemai Jones, Jordan Zimmerman. You know we have good friends. My good buddy Franklin Navarro. You know he's a homie. <laughs> he's a homie. So um, just check him out. It's it's a great place to watch a game. The people there are super friendly. The staff, the everybody there is just like, you know, just top notch people. And I couldn't say any more good things about the Inland Empire 66ers. But Nick Tropiano is going to get the start. Uh, on Saturday, and like Dan said, he's like on a 60-pitch yeah. count. So, yeah, if he can get in there, get some guys out, you might be able to see him for at least good four or five innings. You know, depending on on how he does and how his um, you know how his how his form is coming off injury. He's been gone for a while, right? He's been right, gone for at least yeah. what maybe a month now. He's missed about three or four starts. Yeah, he's been gone since I'm looking it up. Where is Tropiano? Uh, since June 16th. June 16th. That's it's. it's Almost, almost a, a month. month. Almost so, a month, yeah. Uh, can't wait to see him. I'm not going to be able to go. I got some previous plans, but Dan, you're going to be there, right? Yes. So if you guys see Dan, say hello. Say what's up. I'm sure he'll uh, be more than happy to sign an autograph. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Let me practice now because I've never signed one in my life. He will have his 8x10 uh, headshots with him. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. $5. Yeah, right. All right, so other than that, man, uh, if you have anything else, you want to wrap it up? No, that's it. Um, again, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on uh, Google Play and iTunes. Follow us at all in, or, um, Halo underscore Haven on Twitter and on Instagram. So that's Halo underscore Haven. Um, and then, yeah, all angels podcast at gmail.com if you want to um, ask a question about the angels, about us, about Halo Haven in general. Um, don't be afraid to reach out and, and send us an email. Yeah, we're more than happy to take any like kind of criticism, whether it be constructive or hey, you guys need to do this or that. Um, we'll take it into consideration. <laughs> but uh, no, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for subscribing. We'll be back next week for another edition of the All Angels Podcast. I'm Johnny Banks. I'm Dan Garcia. And thank you guys. Enjoy the rest of your week. Have a safe uh, weekend. Stay hydrated.
there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and J.J. discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine.